0: The following is a conversation with Jean Bruce Croix, aka JB. He's the co-founder of Elev, a platform that facilitates students' uh, search for housing. Uh, Elev was started four years ago by a group of students who were trying to solve an issue that is a concern to almost all of us every year. Currently, it is functioning in uh, for students enrolled in University of Alberta, McEwen. Nate and any post secondary institution located located in Edmonton. This team is amazing. Their product is simply one of the smoothest products I've ever interacted with. And I can't wait to see what they will bring next and what their next journey is. The audio quality of my microphone for this podcast, for this podcast episode, is not the best. I'm very sorry for that. I had a court issue that I um, realized after I had completed the recording. Uh, I did my best to mitigate the issue, yet it's, it could have been much, much better. My apologies for that. Having that said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Zones Ed podcast with Amiradha Bigleri, and here is my conversation with JB.
1: Hi, J.B. Hey, Amir. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh, For the last four years, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've been the chief operating uh, officer of Aleph, a platform that facilitates finding housing for students. Uh, What was the initial story behind it?
1: So, Aleph started, um, well, it started, like, way before four years ago. It was was actually, like, a personal experience that I went through uh, when I moved here um, for my studies at the U of A. I remember, I think, yeah, so I, at first I wanted to live on campus, okay, but then I somehow managed to miss the uh, the, the deadline to apply for, to live on residence, and so I was like, oh, snap, I have to leave, I have to find another place, like, to stay that's, that's like, within the, 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 the vicinities of campus, um, but the good thing that also happened, it was, like, it was, like, most, like, a blessing in disguise, because although I missed the deadline, to apply for residence i didn't realize how expensive living on campus actually was until like later on but essentially when that happened i remember like from, i think it was like from like february or march when i got accepted until august 22nd every day i woke up and i was on all the different platforms, so Kijiji, Facebook Marketplace, RedFaster, you name them, I was just there looking for a place to stay off campus and it was like super challenging you know, and pretty stressful as well because like I also to go, I also, I also had to apply for the visa, right, to so to, to essentially like, um like, when the visa they asked you for like a place, a residence, all that stuff, uh, thank god for um, um the university, like I was able to like use the university as an, as, a, as a place to stay, but had I had they not been there, like I had to like essentially like go through the whole process of looking for a place to stay um talking to like landlords from overseas it's like imagine like as a landlord you're chilling here in edmonton and you have international students that's somewhere in tanzania reaching out to you and be like oh by the way i like a place i want to live there nine out of ten people said no because (laughs) because they were like you're not here you need to come and check out the place and two and two it's like well what guarantees us that like you're actually gonna move here and actually stay in this place like i can't hold the place for you until you come here so i went through that and then even when I came here, um, um, like I had to like even like look for a place, like I stayed at a hotel for a couple of days while I was looking for a place to stay um, uh, on cam- off campus. And like even then it was a little bit challenging as well to find a place. And even when I found a place, everything around it was also like pretty challenging. In the sense of like, it was like a new culture, new place, first memory from my family. And so like everything was just brand new. And I was like, what, 17? And so like, I, and I was sort of like expected to, like, know everything and do my way around everything, which wasn't obvious. Um, and, like, that personal challenge that I went through, that personal struggle that I went through, um, sort of, like, fueled my motivation to sort of, like, find a better way, find, find a new solution. You know, like, like there had to be a better way of doing things. And so, like, me and my other co-founders stuff, sort of like, came together and they figured, you know what? There is a problem. We could potentially find a solution. So let's work together to, to, to build a lab. And, and how old were you at that time? Um, at that time, I was, I would say like 19 going 20. Whoa, that's wild. Yeah, 19 going 20. That's how I was at the time, yeah. So you were in your second year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was my second year. I think my second year going to my third. And at that moment, I was also looking for like a co-op so it was when i was like looking for like an internship and i was also working part-time and i had school and um i remember when i because like that's when um um, kevin actually uh approached me um and how how, how it happened was that like i had a mutual friend actually working on this project as well and um he said he was showing me like the numbers like oh yeah by the way me and this guy was sort of like working on this project together you know like doing this thing all that stuff and I was like, oh that's pretty cool but can i see the numbers so like he showed me like a spreadsheet you know that's just some numbers. i was like oh that looks pretty cool you know what if you tried this and you did that oh what about this regression what about that so i was asking a lot of questions on the numbers because i was pretty interested and so uh like he was like oh you know what you should talk to my friend and that friend was kevin and Kevin is the other, sorry, co founder. Uh, yeah, Kevin is, the, hey, Kevin is the other co founder. Uh, met with him, we talked about it, we talked, discussed, and then from there, I sort of like, joined the project. And I was just looking after the numbers, and then from there, he just, the rest was just history. Okay,
0: what, 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 what were the numbers? we
1: were, um, so were looking at? So, the numbers we're looking at is essentially, essentially like, like, like the potential of the idea you know, like projections and stuff, like some initial research that were done. But like, you well, from, from, from my perspective, because I'm a numbers person, it's like, I was like, oh, this looks good, but there's some things that are missing. And, like, if you made a few made, made like a few tweaks here, essentially, like, okay, what if instead of just focusing on Edmonton, right? what if we just expanded across Alberta and across Canada, and we looked at, okay, what about the, what, what about the situation for people coming from overseas? Because, like, I came from overseas, and I have, like this background from overseas. Like, okay, what if we, like, build something that, that, like, that like that would also help them? What would those numbers look like? And so those are the things that I, the questions that we're asking. Even, like, assumptions behind the numbers as well. And then from there, like, stuff like, led into some conversations that led into me joining and then now myself like the COO now. Okay,
0: let's turn to the business side of things. I mean, sorry, uh, Could you please explain the business model behind your uh, What's the plan to generate revenue for the short term,
1: And what's also the plan to keep it sustainable for the long term? Yeah, no, that's a very good question. So business model, the way it works is we charge a percentage of the rent per, per month. And so, With Alev, we essentially took a holistic approach with being on the platform and making sure that it doesn't just touch on like housing, but like everything around housing and everything around living off campus as a student. And so what I mean by that is that we know that when it comes to looking for a place, because we went through it, there's like the whole process of like, okay, you go on the platform and you look for the property and then you get in touch with the landlord. So you can either book a viewing or you can put an application. And then after that, you could, Essentially, if you like it, the next step is to sign a lease and then to pay the rent. Now, we stream the whole process onto the platform so that, like, as a student, it's pretty much like a one-stop shop. So you find a place, you book the viewing, it's an application, sign the lease, pay the rent, and then everything that comes after that. And so essentially what, what we're doing is so that, that and then so the price that we charge is essentially... Um, 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 um like incorporates all the different aspects and same thing as well for the landlord right because as a landlord like there are many things that go into the picture right like listing your property making sure the property is well kept making sure that you find the right tenant making sure that the rent is paid like that's very important making sure that like rent is paid is super important and so being able to like manage all of this into one app as well for students is definitely something that's super super important and so in terms of like business plan the percentage of the fee per, 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 per month. Essentially whenever the student, whenever the, the landlord lists list the property, whatever the student sees is whatever is what they pay. And same thing as well for the landlord, whatever they post. Um, whenever they list the fee that they see is what they pay and the demand that they see is what they receive. So like everything is super transparent from the get-go. Um, now in terms of the short term, um right now our strategy has been because we because this is sort of like a marketplace and it requires volume to take off. Um, right now, we sort of like funding it from pitch competitions, grants, um, uh, and like, of course, sweat equity. So, like, our own, our own little monies that we have we can put together to keep the business running. But in terms of long term, long term um, business plan, there are many. The the, the the great thing about this platform is that because it's a marketplace, um, once you get that volume, that essentially like that that that, that, that magic number that allows you to break even. Any number that goes over it is essentially profit, right? So then that's essentially where we're we sort of like trying to go. Now, the next thing is there are many verticals that we can explore, right? So like, for example, uh, once you move into a place, right, the next thing that you need to do is get a phone, okay? What if you work with a, essentially like a phone, like a like a like like an internet provider or like a Telos or whatever, and essentially like for every student that comes through, that, that, that we get you through a lab, there is a fee that comes into it same thing as well with the credit card you know because you need to like get a like a debit or credit card or whatever and then essentially like having all those different pieces into incorporate into the platform to make it easier for students and of course have like another way to generate revenue another thing that we're also working on is essentially the 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 whole aspect of helping the student build a credit score as well through the rent payments now one thing that we know is that here in canada uh, i guess even in north america like credit is something that's super important like, where I'm from, we don't do credit. <laughs> like that's something that when I came in was something pretty new to me as well. Like we did not really do credit, but it's something really important and like it allows you to tap into different um opportunities. So like for example, like a mortgage or like a car loan or like even a loan in general, and like, having a good credit is super important. And so what if you could bank on your ability to, on, on your on your rent payments to sort of like help you build that credit score? And as a student, if you're living off campus, that's at least two years. Right, of you building your credit score just just by paying your rent on time. And so sort of like exploring that 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 the avenue and seeing how we can sort of like use that as a way to like support students. And of course, you know, make some money along the way, but most importantly, like help students uh make sure that they get the most out of the experience living off campus. So to just
0: make sure I understood correctly. Yeah. The 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 what's it called? The grand goal is to create a platform that allows you to just with one click be able to find your residence with the internet utilities mm-hmm. rent etc yeah. with some perks such as like create, b- building your credit score and whatnot is that right
1: yeah that's great yeah
0: okay so if i'm understanding correctly then you're doing a service to both landlord and the, students. The students as a result uh the the revenue should be taken from both landlord and the students yeah i understand correctly yeah so what's what's the pricing strategy like what's the split is it like more landlord more student how, how does that work
1: yeah so that's a good question sorry so you, you don't yeah, no, no, see, see, that's, that's a good question um and that's something that we are sort of like testing right now um in terms of pricing strategies because one it varies of course like the season also varies in the sense that we've seen that over the summer is when most students are looking for a place to stay right because many students the way the the way this the the cycle works is students look for a place to stay um to something that, that that matches their semesters so like either from like september to december or december to april or september to april or september to august right so like essentially matches how long they have with school and so <clears throat> making sure that like the seasonality is also taken care taken in consideration into the pricing another thing that we also look at is essentially um sort of sort of like the demand in general right because if you have a higher demand um and with a higher demand and which something that's pretty um 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 something that's very uh known today is like the whole housing supply, uh, housing shortage, right? So then if there's a higher demand, that pushes the price of the of the property. And so we're trying to find a way to, like, essentially accommodate for that, for students to make it cheaper for them to find a place to stay off campus. Um, essentially when it comes to like the pricing itself, it's of like, it's balanced between the landlord and the students. And so right now we're sort of like testing to see what's the actual accurate price that we should charge. Um, and so, to give, like, an actual answer, like, when I split equally, like, split between the landlord and the students, now, there have been instances whereby, like, it's more the students than the landlord, and more the landlord than, more than the students, to so make sure that, like, it balances out, but <coughs> when it comes to the price itself, the the... The reason behind it is that um, both both um, benefits from the service that we provide and uh, making sure that both are charged in, in, in a uh, fair manner is what's really important for us. Um, now, like I said earlier, we're still testing the price to see what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And there are many services that we're offering right now um, that also like sort of like match the price that we are charging. Okay, so you're, you're a
0: numbers guy. Yeah, uh, that helped me out in here. Uh-huh. So uh, having the uh, cap on the number of international businesses that are coming, that definitely affects your target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, moreover, there's also a housing crisis. So mm-hmm. you have a very specific number of landers that are able to you know, give... support. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. support the program. So how is the, and you're saying that you're trying to test whether different strategies work? How does the pricing strategies, how does different, how do they project? Right. So what what's all this in your head? Like, how is it going in your head How do you sleep at night <laughs> Okay. Tonight, maybe my approach is going okay, <laughs> but tomorrow I have to start with scratch and just run numbers
1: again, and a the strategy. Yeah, no, the, how do I sleep at night? I don't, I don't sleep at night, <laughs> that's what happens. because it's like you put out one fire and another one comes up and another one comes up and like it's like oh man so you know you don't sleep (laughs) you just hope for the best but to be honest um the way we see things is with challenges come opportunities right um one thing that we're seeing a lot is that there is a huge like of course the international student cap that's been put on right now um one is very unfortunate for international students because there, there, there are many opportunities here in canada that many international students can benefit from and it's unfortunate to see that like there's like a cap but the reasoning also behind the cap also makes sense in the sense that like with high high it's not just like not that it's because of international students but just like population in general like higher population put pressure on the housing market and so with of course like right now the, the the amount of housing even available and the rate at which the pace at which houses are being built is pretty low and so simple economics high demand low supply pushes the price of rent and then becomes more expensive for students and also with, for for the general population in, in in general. So it makes it a bit more challenging for for um, students to find a place that's affordable for them. And so having that cap sort of like prevents them from finding themselves in a situation whereby if you come in and you come in with expectations like oh yeah, I'm going to live in Canada, it's going to be cheap. And then you come, the surprise surprise, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not. Rent is on the rise, groceries on the rise. Um like everything is pretty much on the right and like, inflation is also on the right i mean like we saw that like it recently cooled down to 2.9 percent, but like we had like the four and five percent for the past couple of months so like pretty much everything is getting more expensive and so the reality of things is like like of course life in canada is great but man it's getting expensive and so like something to keep in mind when it comes to like that cap now, when it comes to sort of like finding that middle ground, you know, to like support the students um, and the to students finding affordable housing and the landlord finding um, like essentially having enough landlords to support those students. That's still a work in progress. You know, um, we're trying different strategies to sort of like uh, uh, to acquire those landlords that are that have either like, like an extra bedroom or an extra like an apartment, or even an entire house, to rent out to students. Um, and one thing that we're sort of I'm uh, um, um, looking into, essentially looking at it as a way. It's not looking at it as a way that you're not necessarily supporting just, just another tenant or just another um, like a, just another number, but you're also like making it like a like a like a social impact investment because students contribute. I think the, the, the number. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the number was that like international student company contribute up to like $22 twenty two billion dollars a year to the economy which is huge right like it's like it's, it's crazy and like it's it's understated you know and so like being able to like support that segment of tenants you know like helping the students um find a place to stay and helping them in the academy it's like it's not you know, like you know like, like i said you're not just helping like another number you're helping someone that's going to contribute to the economy and so you on like as a landlord you're not just like Helping a tenant, like you're helping the economy, and so it makes sense for you to host a student. And second thing is like students statistically are one of the most reliable tenants to have because one, once they stay, once they find a place to stay and they're with you, they're more likely to stay with you until the end, many stay until the end of their of the tenancy of their sorry of the school, but they also stay until like after they graduate because you're like, Oh yeah, I found this place I'm comfortable here. Why leave? And secondly, um, they are able to sort of like not necessarily afford the rent but they can cover the rent in the sense that they either have like a student loan because as a student if you start to go to school you need to make sure you have everything else covered Right? like you don't want to find yourself struggling to like afford rent or all the other stuff and so like you have a student loan or the scholarship or the grant and you got the guarantor helps you cover that rent and so essentially like bringing those different um aspects oh sorry and the third the third thing i want to touch on is the fact that many students like you and i right like we are very serious about our studies and so there's, there's, there's this whole stigma of students being like partying or like being uh, not like, keeping keep the place in, in the mess all that stuff and you'll be surprised like the, many students I'm pretty sure the ones that are looking at this podcast watching this podcast right now or listening to the podcast right now are the serious ones and they just want to find a place to come and scratch sleep, go back to school after classes, go to the library study, go <laughs> <come> back home <laughs> and crash again and so you want to keep they keep the place clean and so being able to like showcase and portrait the students to the landlords that have this, the extra units available is a win and a benefit for them but also a benefit for the economy in general and so essentially using those different like strategies to acquire those landlords and also support your students in, pro- in the process gotcha
0: gotcha okay um you're a student of the school of business at u of a
1: well actually i i was i didn't go to school with business i was in the faculty of arts and oh, i did i did i, I did and know it's okay it's okay like everyone thinks everyone i did business but i actually did economics so okay. <laughs> that's why i love numbers
0: you're still a, a student of economics
1: well uh, I, i'm still student of economics i think for, i would say for, for life for life in general because i actually graduated last summer <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> You're making this really hard for you. <laughs> it's not good, man. It's not good, man. Don't no <laughs> worry, don't no okay. worry. Remix it.
0: It's okay. As, as the CEO of Alev, yeah. let's say the world is an ideal situation. There is no cap and yeah. Yeah. the number of landlords nor the number of uh, tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find the balance between affordability and profitability, uh, profitability in, in, in any market?
1: Well, That's a good question. The balance between profitability and affordability. I think that's a good question. I think in any market, now I'm about to, uh, I'm about to uh, piss some people off. <laughs> but in any market, you need profits. <laughs> like Profit is a motivation for many to get into business. Many people, like, of course, many people say that, yeah, I'm going into business for, like, a good cause. Or, like, want to help people. That's great. And there's nothing wrong with that but you need to pay the bills and you need to make ends meet and you have all those different like like in the in in this real world like you need to have all those things covered for and profit plays a big role in that now of course you don't want to get greedy to the point where like there's so much profit that it's not good for society but essentially, having enough profit to enjoy like to to essentially support the business but also like support yourself and like whatever necessity that, that needs to be covered now <clears throat> in an ideal world, between this is find the balance between affordability and profitability, I think there are many things that come in play. Right? Like, for example, being able to um ensure that like I think the the, the word is the the word here is propensity to consume by essentially by charging a rent, like by essentially charging uh, 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 um, uh a rent price that doesn't negatively impact the person paying that rent and not charging, not, um, charging too low of uh rents to prevent the landlord to afford the other bills. So essentially find that balance to essentially ensure that you're benefiting both the landlord and the students while also, you know, making some profit along the way is, 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 is definitely something to keep in mind as you go about that balance. And so to answer your question, I think, not wanting to be not being greedy in the process and also making sure that everyone involved at least gains to gain gains to the maximum to to the maximum
0: Gotcha, okay okay you mentioned uh how kevin and you got technically connected through a a mutual friend um building a team building a successful startup technically Mm -hmm. often hinges on having a good team yeah uh, what were the initial strategies for assembling the team? Uh, what were the thoughts overall? How many people you guys are gonna need? Yeah. To consider that you had to build an application technically. Yeah. And how have those strategies evolved over time?
1: Yeah. that is a very good question, and that was that. That's that's that's, that's actually an expensive question, because I remember when we're building the team. Oh man. Now, I'm not trying to throw shades at anybody here. You know, like the team were awesome. People that were on the team were awesome. The issue was in the beginning, there's a lot of figuring out. Like, and as a founder, your way of thinking is different than a person that you're adding on to sort of like take over a role, if that makes sense. So, as a founder, you are a different role. You you wear many hats. You know, one day one day I mean sort of operations, another means finance, another way, another day I'm on the ground talking to a landlord or talking to a student or pitching. You know, like I'm wearing different hats. Same thing for Kevin, same thing for Quasi, who's on CTO as well. Um, but your way of thinking is different to someone essentially coming in to fill in a role. In the sense that someone that's filling in a role, and there's nothing wrong with that. But since someone that's filling in a role, essentially there to fill that role, and that's it. In the sense that, if, for example, your your job is to make is to um let me take a kind of random. Let's for example, your your job is to do social media, okay. As a, as 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 a founder. I have different expectations than you would as someone in of social media so social media will just come and be like okay i should be on social media i'll be posting maybe one or two posts a day or one or two posts a week and then i'll engage with, two, with with maybe three or four pages uh a, a, a week and then that's it you know but you as a founder you're like okay that post that we're posting today how is that gonna lead how is that gonna lead us to two or three more followers what's that gonna lead us to one more um sign up on the app And how is this engagement going to lead me to more, essentially, like, essentially, like, um, um, attract, essentially give me more um, um, visibility and attract more people to my platform? You know, like, you know, like, like, you think differently. So the reason why I say that is because when we're starting, okay. One, I think it was about maybe like the first year. And that's, you know, that's when I knew that I wanted to, like, double down on, on the left that first year um we didn't have like there was no product, no nothing it was just an idea that we had in mind and we went through this one accelerator um it was called it was called like the accelerator it was out of calgary uh, we actually had to pay to get in, which is crazy but anyway that's a different story um uh, we, <laughs> we went through an accelerator out of calgary and um i remember i think it was like the last like at the end they have um i think it's called like the startup showcase where like essentially each each platform that each idea that went through the the, the, the the program at the end they come in and they pitch uh, the business and all that stuff in front of like a, an audience so like some some are investors some are grants all, all that stuff right and so Kevin actually was the one that went Kevin and Kwesi went I, I didn't go Kevin and Kwesi went Kevin actually went there and he pitched to this one um, angel investor uh, and take it like I said there was no product like there was no product it was just an idea Kevin went and he met an investor and he managed to sell the idea to the investor. To the point where the investor took out his wallet and actually signed a check to a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds that had just an idea. Which to me was crazy. No, right? It was crazy. And I remember Kevin sent us that picture on the good chat. Like, yep, this one is in the back. I got, it. I got it. I was like, you got it. He's like, yep, coming in the mail. Make sure you check the bank because it's coming in. I was like, bro. And I remember I think maybe like two, three weeks later, the check actually cleared and it came in. I was like, oh my. It was goodness. Legit. It was legit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, it went from like just an idea to like, oh snap. This is real now. Like this is actually real. Like now we actually have to execute on this. You know? And when we got these grants, um the cool thing about so we got the check, the cool thing about this is about about, about, about grants here in Canada is that, like there's like a lot of like grants and wage subsidies that if you have $1000 example if, let's say you have $10 $10 you can turn that into 30 or 40 dollars because like the waste city for example they can cover let's say for example you have a waste subsidy that can cover up to like um uh, 70% of a wage or somebody's wage so if you put 10000 if you put like uh $10000 uh they will cover the remaining $7000 so then you keep you, so then you you so then you keep so 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 if you, if you have $10000 if the contract costs $10000 okay you put 3k they put the other 7k now of course you have to pay the 10k but then they'll pay you back the 7k so then you keep the 7k and then you spend only 3k instead of 10k and so this is how we're able to like stretch the dollars and the reason why i say that is because because we knew we could do that we we're like oh well if we want to grow fast we need to hire more and so at one point the team was about 17 people yeah yep, yeah. 17 people 17 talented people and the challenge like i said at the beginning we were still figuring out and because all of us were figuring out the people that we hired sort of like the people that we hired like they were not they were not like figuring out like we were figuring out they're figuring in the sense of like okay what's my duties like what, what am i supposed to do but us, we're also figuring out, okay, like, okay, now we've reached this point. What are each of these people supposed to do? And what are we even ourselves supposed to do? Which we hadn't figured that out yet. So we just hired. But then it was like, every day we're just figuring it out. And it was like no clear metric. And there was no... And so we're self like Of course, we we're growing. But we we're burning more money than actually like, getting the return on, on our investments. And so at some point, we had to make the honest decision to be like, you know what? You are a great, super talented person but they have to let you go. And they have to let people go one by one by one. Super. Like, they don't tell you this when you're running a business, but letting people go, man, it's one of the most heart-wrenching thing wow. to do, man. I'll tell you, like, because I had to do it, you know, and it's super challenging, you know, like, because, like, you get close to those people, right? But over time, it's stuff, like I realized, like, okay, we don't need to have, like, a big team. Like, let's cut down into maybe, like, because I, I want I people to cut down to... Like three people, like three people just me, Kevin, and Kwesi. And we're like, okay, the three of us have to figure out what the hell is going on. And then from there we sort of like put out a game plan and start going from three and then like literally the strategy for us to add another person to the team was unless me or me, Kevin, and Quacy are absolutely stretched like as thin as possible, then we can add somebody else to the team. Otherwise, we have to stay and we have to move as a unit of three people and then that's how we went yeah but but still
0: setting up the intensity for the fourth person who comes in yeah is very challenging especially when you are saying okay i'm gonna put my 100 yeah and if i really can't catch up yeah then i'm gonna ask someone to put their 20 30 percent and that's still i don't know there is something specific setting of the culture mm. um to to although and for example to although let people know that okay like you don't have you're not going to have the same shared or, or technically um objective as i'm gonna have mm. uh nor the reward mm. at the same time we are moving somewhere mm. and that's a common goal mm. so we got to put technically the same amount of energy Yeah, to some proportions, of course, but right. setting up the intensity is very hard. As you mentioned, yeah. s- you, you have the, uh, what's it called, the the results in your mind mm. and the, the employee is going to have the, um, okay, I'm going to have this routine. Mm. I'm going to set up an object- objective for what I do, mm. uh, no emphasis on the results. So mm. that's still, that's still a tr- tricky part, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah i I just just, just want to add on to that i think the 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 thing to let me i guess one one thing that we learned through the experience is that we're able to like so far understand that if we want to add someone like on a full-time basis you know that's gonna come like stay with us like permanent quote unquote um they will need to operate like a like, like a founder i need to think like a founder and they need to move like a founder and need to like execute like a founder what i mean by that is that you don't you don't you're not satisfied with status quo like regular like the number the regular standard stuff like that's not something that we're satisfied with like you have to like think two three four even ten steps ahead you know that like how is that one action that you're doing today relates to the vision that we have for tomorrow and so what i mean by that is that from that experience we're able to to, to, to define One, what's the quote-unquote culture that we want? You know, what's the intensity that we're looking for? What's the mindset that we're looking for? But also, be able to divide between someone that's going to come in permanent, like full-time, and someone that's going to be contracted out, right? And so, for the contracting part, contracting up high, it's been pretty, like, easy to figure out in the sense that, okay, let's say, for example, we're working on this one feature, and our hands hands are, are, are tied. Let's put together like a plan that somebody's going to follow to the T. Like literally here is the plan. All you have to do is execute. The reason why I can't execute today is because I don't have time. If I had 25 hours or 28 hours in a day, for sure, I can do it, but I can't. So you're going to do it. You're going to go and you're just going to do it. And I play more of like a supervisor role, you know, oversee the the, 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 the the project. So that's essentially like the contracting our part. Now, the other part, which is like adding someone on the team, honestly, Um, We've actually hired, we've actually added someone on the team recently. She's our, um, not, not recently, like, she's been with us for, like, maybe, like, two years now, two, three years now. And, man, like, she's been, like, amazing. Like, the perfect addition to the team. Now, again, I am not throwing shade at anybody else everyone that joined the team was a perfect addition to the team at the time that they joined us you know what I'm saying i don't want to just making sure now going back to <laughs> we recently hired, we hired on the team she actually like you know some people like they they, they show the traits before they even join the team you know like when he started it was like she was like because she just she joined the marketing team so like she's the one of everything like that all the marketing that you see on alev on our instagram TikTok, social media, everything. She's pretty much like the mastermind behind it. Because, like, when she joined, when she first joined, it pretty much started started about her asking questions. Like, she was just asking a lot of questions. It's like, why did you post this? What are you hoping to get out of this? Who's your audience? Now, all these questions are like, back then, me, I was just posting to post. Like, we were just posting to post because we need to be active, you know? Like, if you're not active, you're not relevant. If you're not relevant, people are not going to pay attention to you. If you don't pay attention to you, you lose clients. So, I mean, I was like, you know what? Let's, at least in one way or another, stay relevant. But then she just asked questions, what about this? What about that? What about this? But I was like, okay, this is a pretty insightful question that you're asking. Come and let's have a chat. So then she talked to all three of us and they were like, you know what? Let's just try it out. Let's just contract you out and then see how it goes. And then from the contract, we're like, yep. As soon as she did a contract for like a few months, we're like, yep, you are staying on the team. For as long as we can afford you, you're going to be on this team and you're going to work with us. And since then, it's been a blessing in disguise. But the reason why I say that is because, like, her mindset was, like, similar to one of her founder. You know, like, of course, we got to train her and, like, show her, like, how we operate, how we, like, the vision that we have. But then, like, she had, like, she had, like, the, the energy, the intensity, and she was willing to put in the work. And, you know, like, go through the ups and downs with us. And so, we're, like, you know what? Yeah, no. Whatever we can do to keep you on the team, we will do it. And uh, so, I don't know, I know I went on many tangents here, but I hope that answered your question. No, it
0: does, it, it does, don't worry. Um, yeah, okay, now, uh, on the multiple tangents that you went on, <laughs> a little bit deeper in one of them. Um, I'm assuming that, the, that the, all of your team are students. Technically used to be students, yeah. and some of them are still students. Yeah. Um, how would you maintain the team's morale when it's you know december mm-hmm. uh you've, you've got a bunch of paperwork to before the new year's yeah you've got also exams and yep. a lot of other things so yep. it's it's a hell yeah so how do you keep up with how do you prioritize first of all and yep. how do you keep the team's morale yeah
1: <laughs> very good question that's a very good question um I have a question. do you watch the office yes you the office okay so i've watched the office maybe like eight or nine times like i just watched it because it's just too funny um there is this one episode where michael and jim they were co-managers and at some point it was announced that like some of the news that dunder mifflin was about to be like sold going bankrupt yeah. and all that stuff yeah. and uh i don't know if you remember like jim was like very serious like man this is for real, but you know what it's not over let's keep working and all that stuff and then michael was like oh let's play the game <laughs> you remember it's a good comeback <laughs> exactly <laughs> he finished the game who i think was like there's a murder in town something like that i forgot what it was Ah. Uh, oh. Oh, I forgot the name of the, of the game, but then Jim was like a murder thing that, 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 that like it was like yeah, let's play a game, and then Jim was like, why are we doing like like Michael? We should be playing. We should be like focusing, on work, getting work done, you know. Even though they said the news the get get up. Michael was like, nope, let's play a game, and then he snapped, and he said something that was like really, really interesting. He said, these people need this right now, you know, like you know like you know how when you're on a boat and the boat is sinking, and like one person trying to like make sure the boat doesn't sink and all that stuff. And you have kids with you. And you want to make sure that, like... You know what? Even though the boat is, quote-unquote, sinking... Mm-hmm. You want to keep them, like... Keep the morale up. You want to keep them up. Keep them happy. Make sure that, like... They don't focus on the bad thing that's happening. That's essentially how we go about... Sort of, like, keeping the morale up. Because... One thing that we know is that, like... The inevitable is going to happen. If... One day... God forbid... A love doesn't work out. Or one day you have to close shop. Or whatever. If it's going to happen... It's going to happen. You know? But during the during the, 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 the those days when it's down and you know just like many things on the go and you have like you know deadlines coming up and like um like a, like a, cost, a customer that's cursing you out telling you that your app is trash or you have like the, the essentially the world seems to be going to 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 shit. part of my part of my language okay. okay um you need to remember that as long as you're standing with your 10 toes your 10 feet are here your hands are here roof on your head, there's food on the table, you'll be fine. You know? And being able to understand that there are gonna be those days when it's gonna get challenging, you know, but like it's your job as a leader to make sure that your team is essentially positive. You know, like they essentially keep moving throughout the the, the 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 difficult times, you know, and understanding that like sometimes even if if if, if this one person has too much undergo to be like, you know what, hey you have too much on the go let me help you out you have too much on the go take a break or you have too much to do relax you know that's what we're here for and be like be, be able to like bat, like essentially like lean on each other to sort of like support support each other and so essentially to, to answer your question you know i know not going on many tangents to answer I told you this story but essentially it's about being able to understand that sometimes it's okay to like step back you know you don't have to be there like, of course you wanna be there twenty four seven, you know, you wanna be working twenty-four seven, but sometimes it's okay to understand that we're human, life happens and if it's too much, take a step back. If you can do it today, fine. Come back tomorrow. Just make sure that like tomorrow you come in, you come in with like and give it two hundred percent. You know, give me hundred percent, give me the best that you can. If today you can't do it, that's fine. We can always do it tomorrow. And then go from there.
0: So what's the what was the process of doing the market analysis that um, made you guys confident that, okay, this is the right time? Okay. Um, we should go for it. And that's number one. But that's question number one. And question number two is how are you planning to expand into new markets? You know, changing the audience. I, I know the primary audience is still students, mm-hmm. and um, but how are you trying to expand?
1: good question good question good question when it comes to market trend um for us it started when like i mean it started from from our own personal experience you know to self like go through it and see that there's actually nothing out there for students in particular now there are like listing depositories so like for example like um, like the platform some, some 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 platform that work with universities to essentially help their students find these things so, like i think this is place called i think it's called for rent no rent rent i forgot what it is but it's like, it's like it's like a platform that just helps essentially like it's work with the university to just help the student find housing off campus but once you find the place you're on your own mm-hmm. right and we went through it in the sense that like there's more than just finding a place there's also like the living portion of it you know, and so when we did the research, we realized that many of, the, many of the platforms that were out there were either one, not catered to students in particular. They would be catered to like the general population and then as a student, you have to compete against like professionals or like people that have a full time job, that have a credit score, all that stuff. So like you're, you're essentially fighting a losing battle. And the second thing is many of these listings will help students only until they find a place. Now, once you find the place, it's just you have to figure out everything by yourself. Now you're already figuring out life you're also figuring out school now you have to figure out how to live off campus Like, how is that fair you know and so we figured that, like okay there is an opportunity here that's like there is something that, 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 there's something that hasn't been done like that for students before now the second thing is everything that we're seeing today but like, these this, this are trends that we've been seeing when we started like there's a rise in students that are moving over like international students coming to attend uh, a, a school here in canada there's a rise in students getting education um like post- post-secondary education and like when you look at graduating students from like high school um going to like post-secondary institutions like that, that number is rising over time and so we figured that, like okay these numbers are rising and you will reach a point where there is more students than houses available and so we figured that like that was like sort like the, the some of the different um key factors that give us that green light to be like, okay, let's start now and let's let's start pushing for this platform that we're building like right now, like ASAP because the people are coming, and they will need that that that, that product. You know, and essentially, that's how we went. We went to self, like, figure out that the time was yeah. now for us to go out uh, about it. And even like right now, you even see it right now, like, in cities, like in in cities like Toronto or Vancouver, where well, it's insane. I don't know if you saw that um kid, that the, the student that travels from Calgary. To, yeah. That's insane, and he saves money. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> And he saves money. <laughs> like, he makes, like, he saves, like 600 dollars a month but just by traveling every week, which is insane. And it shouldn't be, though. Like, it shouldn't be the case. And, like, you have many students that are in that situation or, like, students that, like, I think in, in like, in Ontario, some students share, like, a, like, like a living room. Like, they share, like, a space in the living room, which is crazy. Like, imagine coming from overseas, your parents, your parents spending the life savings because, in many, for many students, the parents invest in you. They could have bought a house. Like look me. My parents could have bought a house, but they put the money in me, and now I have to come and live in a living room on a mattress. That's insane, right? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and so this is, this is, these are some. Of, these are some of the things that we're trying to combat through eleven, being like, oh hey, look. You, as a student, can find a place that's affordable that will give you that peace of mind you deserve in order for you to achieve the academy success, the, the, the academy success that you came to look here in, in, in Canada. Look for here in Canada. Now, how we are looking at expanding out of the, out of the market? Um, pretty much start with students. Like, for us, to me, focus is students. It has been students or will, be, will always be students. Now, the expansion out of it would be those that essentially like, graduate. Out of school, right? Like once you come onto a live and you find a place to stay, the next thing essentially she like, okay, what's next once you graduate? What's the post-graduation life? And then from there, essentially like look for ways to sort of like support them in their post-grad uh life, life so that whether it be like looking for a job or looking for like that mortgage, if you're looking for a mortgage or if you're looking sort as of like, in your life after school, essentially where level would come in. But like you know, for us, the focus has been students. So right now we're just focusing mostly students, but. Essentially, we're we're not open to to, to exploring the other markets, the other opportunities that are available to us. We're not not against, sorry. We're open to exploring. We're not against. We're open to exploring the other markets and opportunities that are open to us. Yeah. Just want to make sure I get it right. (laughs) (laughs) For those who uh,
0: didn't know the news, uh, technically, there is a student who travels from Calgary, who lives with his parents in Calgary and studies at UBC. Um... University of British Columbia, yeah. and uh, flies from Calgary to U, uh, to UBC crazy. every week. Comes back and is still saving some money for rent. So yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. it's crazy.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, you got like two glasses. Yeah, that's wild, man. <laughs> that's that's, that's something. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, developing an app is definitely not a small project. But, okay. you know, that's like uh it, computer science mm-hmm. assignment or something yeah. uh what was the process of creating a love's app uh, yeah. from concept to launch what was the timeline like yeah. how, how long did it take
1: yeah no, that's a good question and the way we see it is we see it as like a live is always the app is always launching what i mean by that is that we always like we're constantly uh, making changes constantly improving the platform making it as smooth as, as as possible and as frictionless as possible and the process for us um it, but that, that process was also an expensive lesson that we learned um in the sense that when we started building the platform we did the research the initial research you know talking to your customers and all that stuff getting some insight um but then when we went out to sort of like build out the platform we didn't involve the customers as the 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 the, the, the customer as we would build the platform we sort of like we talked to you once and then we're like okay we have this idea let's go and build and so we locked ourselves in our basement and just build 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 and then we launched it to the public and i remember when we launched it there was a total of like 20 downloads and from the 20 downloads 12 of those were our friends and 8 of those were friends of our friends that's still
0: crazy It's 20 downloads
1: Man, is it? Is it no I mean, it is crazy. Don't get me wrong; it is crazy. But it's crazy. It, like it, its crazy. It's crazy. Twenty it's dollars it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's funny because, like, it's your friends that you told about. It's like, for example, me telling four friends. Uh, no, yeah, me telling six friends. Kevin telling six. Question telling six. And they be like, "Yeah, guys, download, download, download. And download it." And then it's like, "Oh well." When I use it, the app crashes. When I use it, this happened That happened This happened like oh snap and we also realized like there was not as much uptake as we as we expected it to be because we like we tried to like make some noise about it like you know like apply like like talk about it on, on, on instagram social media facebook um uh, like as many platforms as we could to talk about like oh we're launching and all that stuff and many people like p- people didn't really interact with it as much as we thought it would and the reason why is like i said earlier we did not involve the customer throughout the process And so we had all these assumptions that we had in mind. We're like, oh yeah, we have this great solution that's in mind. We'd love the solution. But then the problem itself wasn't necessarily being addressed. And that was a lesson that had we paid attention to business model 101, you would have known, we would have known that if you want to build a successful, at least a somewhat successful product, you want to make sure that the customer is involved at least 99% of the way. You know, because you want to make sure that like at the end of the day you're building a solution for the customer. It's not for you, it's for the customer. And that solution must solve the problem that the customer is is, is having. Because if it doesn't solve their problem, they won't be willing to like pay for it. Whether it be like money, money wise or even for the time, you know? And so what we did after we launched it was that I was like, Yeah, guys, the issue is that we have all these assumptions, but the customer is not involved. So we went back to the drawing board and we're like, okay, how can we how can we build a platform that will involve the customer throughout the entire process? And we went back to the drawing board and then so of like you know, having a different session, the testing session. So we, have a, we, we we would have a feature that we want to implement. And we go out with tests with the students, we we'll test that with landlords, you know, making sure that like they understand how it works and making sure that like and like seeing them, even seeing them using it to using it live give us so many insights of things that like to us it's obvious, but to them it's not. And so using that throughout the process and making sure that it makes sense when we implement them into the, into, the, into the platform. And then from there, remember what, what I mentioned about, like, the whole contracting out? Um, once we were able to understand, okay, for example, listing, listing a, 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 a unit on the platform, it's not as easy as it should be. Why is that? Because of this, this, and that. What could be potential features that we can work with? We'll try, we try, we, we'd like a good MVP to test it out with the landlord and be like, oh, yeah, I like this. No, I don't like that. Yes, I like that. No, no, I don't like that. Once we have all of this figured out, it becomes a project that we essentially it out to somebody that essentially work on it, implement it, and then launch it for everybody to use it. So, 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 so it's a lot of like testing, um, making sure that we get the feedback, making sure that we implement the feedback and then essentially like working on it with the, with the, with the users.
0: But then it still sounds like a, um, natural process to go through. Technically you have, you create the platform and then you take it to the customers to try it out and you change, technically perfect it. Yeah. Uh, how would how would you be able to make it faster? Like how, uh, if you had gone back, how would you get the customers and the landlords involved yeah. in creating the app without actually having the hands-on experience of the app, did, just being in the palms of, of the customer, just mm. telling you, okay, I did not like this, I like this.
1: Yeah, how could, because things like, like for us at the beginning, like the priority was like to get something out fast. So that's why we didn't have we didn't have much interaction with the landlord, with like the customer, right? But then the downfall of that was that well, if you get it out fast, nobody's gonna use it because nobody understands how it works, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, going back, what would what, what what we would do differently essentially be able to like break down the process, you know, like essentially like be like, okay, this is how you find a place. Essentially, break it down in a way that like, okay. What does the filter system look like? Because there's a filter system, okay, does it make sense? Like, as a student, when I go on the platform, when I open the app, do I know where to find the filter button? Do I know how to interact with the filter button? Do I, is the, when I click search, is does it actually bring me the, 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 the things that I filtered out? You know, like essentially breaking them into different aspects and then going out to test it. I and then mean, have like, I think in, in, the, in, the, in the dev world, they call it sprints. So having like different sprints where like sprint one is just focusing on um finding the filter button sprint two is focusing on putting together different buttons within the filter and then sprint three essentially making sure that like when you click search it finds it and then having the different sprints putting putting different timelines to each and then self like having a conversation with the landlord for sprint one does it make sense? Okay. How is conversation Sprint two? Does it make sense? Speed three? Does it make sense? Essentially break it down in a way that you can sort of like have like those different tangible uh, deadlines and work toward them. And so, essentially to answer your question, just break down the whole process and then make it into tangible um, action items.
0: Makes a lot of sense now. Okay. So yeah. technically going through every single step of if it's if it's a tenant trying to look for an apartment mm-hmm. just filtering, just, looking, just starting to look until mm-hmm. the last step, yeah. you need to have the customers involved
1: yeah. somehow. Yeah, somehow, but you also don't want to make sure that like you don't get lost in the weeds, right? Because it's easy to like um, delay a deadline because you want to have the customer involved. And so you want to make sure that like, like the key aspects, the customers are involved. Like the key aspects are involved, the rest can be figured out. And then the rest, it's like, if the rest becomes a major problem to the, to the customer, oh. then you involve the customer. Because you want to make sure that like you able to move fast, but also being efficient in the process as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Let me. Sorry, I'm just I. Okay,
0: we have been talking about uh, creating an app, the mm-hmm. customers involved. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Can you walk me through the timeline of the development? So, mm-hmm. from the time you said, okay, we're gonna create the app, to mm-hmm. the time that you. Finish the touches. First release that had the customers involved. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, this is actually practical. We're increasing. You're mm-hmm. seeing an increase in the trends of downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did that take? How was how was that process like? Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's that's going way back. Um, I would say, I think it was about. I think it was about like three three weeks. So three weeks in the sense that from the moment we figured out that oh there is an issue with the app in the sense that people people are not using the app to, to essentially when we figure out people are not using the app and we need to get them involved until we like did the next print. Essentially like when we launched the next like version of the app, I think it was about three weeks. Now if either, either it was either it was either 2 weeks or 3 weeks and the reason why i say that is because one of our co-founders has a very strict deadline so his philosophy is that if you think that you can get something done in one day you can actually get it done in 1 hour <laughs> yep you can get it done in 1 hour <laughs> so if you get it in one day you can do it done in 1 hour and so with that in mind Something that was supposed to be three weeks, he believed that we can get it done in one week, which the dev team told him, Yeah, this is not possible. Like, this cannot happen, you know? And so, like, I think it took us about like two weeks to sort of like, like, hands down, just work on different features and make sure that everything works pretty well. Before we launch it out. And um, that was, th- those, th- those were like probably like one of the most productive weeks that we had in the sense that, like, from morning from like down from dawn until like, like from, from, from the sunrise sorry sunrise until the 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 the, the, the sun sundown under what dawn until the sunset yeah sunrise to sunset sorry i'm not speaking english bro it's a second language yeah so sunrise to sunset um like we're just like hands down on the app making sure that like you know like we're testing and making sure that the, the different features work um but i personally myself i wasn't necessarily super involved in the app development i'm mostly like operations and finance so like like everything around, like making sure that the lights are on the, the business is still running and that there's money coming in and stuff like what i do but like in was operations like i was just like heavily involved on in the testing of the, of the app you know making sure that everything works well um making sure that like, it's interactive and intuitive for the user um more stuff like, like like the whole like qaqc process of so the thing that i was involved in but like in terms of timeline i think it was about like two or three weeks but like intense weeks you know making like sure that like the thing is out and so that was sort of the process
0: yeah that's fair uh by the way shout out to anyone who designs the user interface for 11's <laughs> website is uh with all the respect about the six is Oh wow
1: thank you man. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you no that was I was a working project that was a work in progress man <laughs> that was a lot work in progress like i think I think what is it? The person that was the, the person that was so so like behind it was, uh, I think like the new website was Kevin. Actually, that was behind the, 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 the like putting it together. But like, if you see what the website was the first time we launched it, and where it is today, who major progress? So honestly, shout out to the team that put that put that put it up together, man. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, um, I
0: almost thought that. Did airbnb buy a lot because it really looks like this airbnb yeah, a lot of just yeah yeah meshed up yeah, together. yeah yeah but yes, yeah it's pretty good so yes. if it's yes. kevin kevin shout
1: no, out man yeah Enjoy. yeah yeah it was a lot of work like the, the the design like kevin i mean like the website interface like a lot of like support from kevin uh but then like the ui ux team as well also put some work into in the dev team oh man honestly like i used to underestimate how much work the dev team actually does work. Do they the, the, the actually do? Does actually until like I've seen it live, and I'm like, whoo, Anybody that works in dev, hats off. Like <laughs> you deserve everything you want in this world. You deserve it because man, it's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. I can barely code on Python, but they like put apps together. You know that people use, which is like crazy. It's like kudos to all of them, man. Yeah.
0: Okay let's let's talk about objectives they're crucial of course in the early yeah. stages specifically um how did you set your objectives because i know you said one of the co-founders is like on the about time back oh, yeah. The oh yeah oh yeah oh um, yeah and he knows who he is He's,
1: he knows exactly who he is yeah. <laughs> um but but how would you set up
0: uh, the objectives and and uh, because I'm assuming the goal is trying to make this a part-time side hustle toward a full-time project mm-hmm. so what's the what are, what were the objectives um, for for that are technically in the beginning for Ella?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and what are what are they now
1: mm. yeah yeah that's a very good question well, well so just, just a question so when you say objectives is it like business objectives or like Personally, technically
0: milestones, okay, so okay, let's okay. say next September 11 is going to
1: release an Android app, for example. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, 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 good question. Good question. So for us, there were different milestones that like, as we were growing and from the beginning and to now, like different milestones, like in the beginning, of course, it was making sure that the app worked. You know like making sure like even today like we're still making sure that the app works but like it's less of does the feature does this actually work to does this make sense right mm-hmm. like for example like the whole like searching for property for example that was like a, a key milestone to make sure that the students can go on the platform put in the two three filters and then find a property and now it's gone to does adding this additional feature make sense? Like does, does it flow smoothly? So like for example, does it make sense for us to have a calling feature? You know, like be able to like call a landlord or call a student um, throughout the process. Does it make sense today? Or whereas does it make sense to, I don't know, having a, um, I don't know, what's the crazy thing that I can add? Like a um, chat. Having like a, I mean, a video, video, video tracker it, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense if you're international students. It kind of makes sense because you've never visited before. But like something like, I don't know, like having like Uber Eats on the mm. platform, like right now, I mean, it does make sense in the future. But like right now, it doesn't make sense, you know, mm. b- given like our constraint, our capacity, and all that stuff. But who knows? Maybe in two, three years, um uh, when you hear this podcast, it didn't make sense, and we have Uber Eats <laughs> on the app. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone it's gone from uh the, 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 does this work to does it make sense so essentially essentially how the some of the uh the, the 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 milestones like the the approach to the milestones have changed um now right now our focus has been on of course like growing the user base so getting more students but mostly like more landlords more housing on the houses on the platform because like we've gone to a point where there's more students than 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 the listings available so the listings actually go out fast like as a landlord especially if you post like if you post over like from like december to april it goes it, like it actually goes faster than like the, the other the, the other platforms because students are actively looking for a place to stay like if you post in the summer you have days because it just go really fast like really fast like in days i would say like, maybe like week stop like when you list it actually goes out really fast and so like bringing more listing on the platform because the students are looking and the houses are going up pretty fast. And so, like, the milestones are mostly focused on, like, acquisition now. You know, like, how can we, like, by, by, by this time, we should have this many listings on the platform and we should be in this city, in, in this particular city. You know, and so, like, making sure that operationally and also, like, expansion-wise, um, like, the milestones actually make sense. And so, again, from then to now, it went from, like, how do we make this work to, like... How does this next milestone contribute to the overall vision that we have of life?
0: Okay, Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, now my second question is, um, you know, there, there are times that come that numbers are not looking good because yep. you're in this transitioning stage, you know, you're going in the right direction, yep. but it's just, it's just that, what's it called? Hub that you have to yep. pass. So First of all, how do you recognize that? How do you recognize that from actually, you know, something bad is happening? Mm-hmm. And uh, second of all, is there any way to check to see um, where you can facilitate the job? Sometimes, sometimes you just got to wait mm-hmm. and, and, and wait for the customers to just, uh, what's it called? Uh, increase in number for example mm. but sometimes you can actually do something mm. uh, in terms of uh, increasing the timeline mm. or um, setting up uh, what's it called smaller objectives so mm. so how do you how do you address that
1: yeah know yeah, that, that, that's a good question and for us we sort of like we have different metrics that we track on a regular basis to ensure that um um the business is growing as it should, and to ensure that the different things that we're trying, um, stuff like bring us more customer, bring us more um, um, partners, and all of that. And so, you know, for us to essentially see, like, when we see that okay, we reached a point where the numbers are pretty slow, like they're not growing as fast as they should. Um, we look at whether how are we are we trying something different? Are we doing are we doing something different? And if not, should we keep doing it? Um, if we keep doing it for how long should we keep doing it? Um, if not, what else should we be do- should we be doing? And so essentially, asking us sort of different questions. Now, in terms of like facilitation, is either like speeding up the process of getting the more numbers or not? We we'll try different strategies. You know, like when it comes to like for example, user acquisition. You know, on the student side, we will try a different strategy to see what works with the students, what brings us more students than less than than, than others. Same thing about well on the on the on the, the host side. Um, um, try a different strategy, whether it be like like a new advertising, uh, sorry, a new marketing strategy, or uh, um, um, a new um, strategy that we're going to use to essentially acquire those landlords. Other things that we try as well. And so, to sort of like, um, I'm like, to, I mean, to answer your question, of course, um, we, in order for us to know when the numbers are not working, do we want them to work? We track some, we track some like pretty key metrics, you know, to to, to make sure that um over time, the numbers are growing. At, 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 a, at a decent pace now of course we want to increase the pace at which those numbers are growing um but just like any startup we are constrained uh financially uh capital capital wise and also like uh, labor wise as well and so we sort of like have to like make sure that we don't burn ourselves out in the process of wanting to go fast but also make sure that we're also smart with the decision that we make so that we we organically increase the numbers of course the vision is to have uh, the hockey stick but of course we have to be uh, honest with ourselves and realize that like we want something but sometimes you need to accept that like it may not happen doesn't mean you settle but accepting that like even though you try it may not happen the way you want it to but to keep going still
0: gotcha okay okay as the how right, am supposed to word this um as the sugar daddy, for that. Like. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Um, the sugar daddy is Amir. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: what's? Uh, what are the,
0: um, the strategies to communicate a love's value and a goal to investors? Mm-hmm. Number one, that's that's number one question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And number two, of course, uh, investors are selective. of who they invest in mm-hmm. but at the same time startups are ideally selective of who invests in their company because mm-hmm. some people are looking for short-term yeah um what's it called um profits and some people are looking in the long
1: term yeah so, so how do you how do you go for that yeah that's a very good question that's a very good question <laughs> now for us one thing that is very important for us is that with Alev, it's, Mostly about the social impact that we're looking to, 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 to do with the platform. So when I say social impact is, I mean that every student that comes on the platform, every listing or every landlord that comes that come to the platform, is not another number, it's an actual person who has a life. And who chose to be a student because they want to have a better life. Just like they choose to be a landlord because in one way or another, they want to have a better life as well. And so, sort of like bringing out those different values into the picture when you're pitching in to, 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 to an investor is definitely key. Uh, most of the investors that we do sort of like going after and looking at are so, those that essentially uh, invest in a social uh, impact, you know, like, like the community impact uh, a, a space. So These are things that like sort of like be able to communicate that to them. Because if you think about it, all those different landlords, sorry, investors have either been students um are a student or are somewhat really are somewhat related to someone that is that is a student and so in one way or another they're impacted by the work that we're doing same thing as well on the landlord side you know either either they are involved in real estate um know someone else in real estate or like have some in the way shape or form like involve have their hands in real estate and so be able to like communicate that and ensure that of course it aligns with whatever um like um, values, whatever. Um, 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 um. What do you call it? Like, there's, there's a word for like investment. I I don't know if the word is investment. Return. Minus, sorry. Return. Yeah, I guess I guess return. But like, I, return is also is. I am actually getting to the return part. But it's like one that's like their investment motive or a strategy. I don't know. But essentially, like make sure that like whatever we we're, 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 we're pitching them also aligns with their vision. You know. And of course has some, some some sense of return you know like they must make money otherwise they're not gonna work with us you know and so that, those are things that like, we keep in mind as we approach the, the, those different investors now when it comes to like working with us we're looking for some we're looking for investors that are willing to go in the trenches with us you know like we're going to work together that's where we're going like we're not we're not we're not because even though we want to, uh, uh, like the vision is to, you know, like get there and be like the main housing and living provider for students off campus. Um, like we, we we recognize that it's gonna be challenging and we want someone that's gonna be by our side as we go through the challenge, you know? And we're not looking for, the short term ones that I like, you know what, let me just put some money in and then hope for like a 20 30% return in, 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 in like a few months. That's, that's, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for like someone that like, that understand the vision, understand the mission that's willing to work with us, to mentor us, to like introduce us to like, key industry players, to essentially like grow together. get us to get get us to that 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 point that we're we're, we're trying to get at Mm -hmm. and so just some of the things that we look at look for when these are some of the things that we look for when we approach investors and when approach when investors approach us Toughest time i think (laughs) every time with the left is tough but the toughest oh man no you know you know be- being a startup founder being being a founder in general like the- the- there is no like there's no class that can teach you what it's like to be a founder or there is no like degree that you can think and be like you know what i'm a founder it's one of those things where like you have to experience it you know and there's some just like there are there are long nights long sleepless nights and long days you know and uh, myself because i'm the operation in finance like i know the numbers you know like i'm in charge like i see the numbers like external numbers you know like the growth and all that stuff but like internal numbers in the sense that like, okay how much does it cost to run the business like i see it so i, I know how much we need and so like on the cost like on a on regular, on a constant basis, like, I'm, I'm always thinking about those numbers, like, okay, are we burning, like, is our burn rates burning too fast? Or is it going too far, growing too fast? Or when is our next income, like, our next flow of cash gonna come from? Like, all these different questions I ask myself. And I think, probably one of the toughest times, I would say, I would say, from, I mean, the, the most recent one would be the time before um like one of the recent pitch competitions that we want that we want and truth be told when we went into the competition we were pretty much going broke yeah like the money wasn't coming as 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 much as 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 much as it should now 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 no, no we're not rich. We're not we're not balling. Oh, you know what? Like, chill. look, relax, relax. We're not rich, okay? We want the money. Any investors listening to this? Any grants? Anybody? We want the money. Please come talk to us. We want this, you know. But like right now, we're not in a, we're in a better position. Now, I'm not gonna say we're going broke, but it was like if we don't play our cards right, it's not looking good, bro. It is not looking good uh and when we went for the for for that page competition um i told myself we're like we're living here with something like we have to because the numbers are not looking as good as we want them to you know it was like one of those like slump like one's like just business going down you know the business being business and like we're just like asking asking myself like 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 snap like what happens if this doesn't go through or what happens if this doesn't work out and um wanted there you know, um, taking, we're competing with like companies that make tens of thousands in MRR, like tens of thousands. some are even making like approximately like, even millions of dollars a year competing in those companies. And we were like, you know, like we were focused on social impact. Like they were making like big numbers and we're not making like as big as them. Right. Uh, but we're still able to sort of like, you know, push through, push through the different noise, the challenges and all that stuff. And, you know, come back as a winner, you know, with like some, 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 some fun that's actually helping us like run the business still. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is because like, why, 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 why it was one of the toughest times was because some of those times were like, you know, when you have different options, you're less nervous, like less stressed. Mm-hmm. But then we have like that one option, like only one option, and it must work. Like it has to go through, you know, because sometimes you're like, you know what? I can't control things. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and it is what it is. It was one of those options where like it either works out or it works out. Like there's no other option. Like it has to work out. And it worked out. And so, like, we have been in different situations before, like that before. Uh, but like, this one, the one that I remember mo- mo- most vividly. And it honestly, like, teaches you to to be, to, to believe, you know, like, to believe, like, this is one of the things that happens with, like, where you're, like, you know, where you're, like, damn, like, we actually have something here, you know, like, of course, you know, like, like, sometimes, and many founders, many of them that, 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 that listen to podcast, you have to lie to yourself, you know, <laughs> you have to, like, you have to lie to yourself and believe that you're the best guy in town, like, you have to. You know even though you have bugs or crashes or your platform or your service is not the best as a founder you have to like you have to lie to yourself and you have to like fake that confidence don't necessarily like fake it fake whatever you're selling but like tell yourself that you're confident that you have the best thing in town and that you deserve it in order for you to step into the fact that you actually just into, into step to into find you actually deserve it and that what you have is actually the best in town and there are many times when you, know, like, you, you, you find yourself in front, of, in front of like that one option and like either it works or it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, shit, what do we go from here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so you focus on like, I don't care about what it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, that's a thought for another time. But like right now, I'm just focusing on making it work. And then just, and then you just believe, you just lock in and you just make it happen. So yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, no you and uh, I had to talk with Kevin. About two years ago. Yeah. Uh, you and Kevin, uh, maybe I'm just too uh what is it called involved in Kobe <laughs> Bryant Kobe Bryant content. But every time I'm talking to either you or Kevin, you guys are just
1: giving off Kobe Bryant vibes. <laughs> <laughs> like, of- man, I that. Kobe, Kobe, man. that's the mentality, the member mentality. You have to have it, you know? You have to <laughs> yeah.
0: no that's that's
1: something very precious that's 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 valuable um
0: thank you thank you for doing this i really really enjoyed every talk it was it it was great thank you very much and good luck for your love say hi to the team 100%. 100% thank you amir
1: for having me you know see what's the what's the what's the podcast What's the name of the podcast? Oh, Zone Z. Zone Z. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having me on Zone Z. You know, Zone Z, man, I'm so... I'm grateful, you know, for this opportunity. You know, it's like not everybody gets invited here and you invited me, you know, so I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see how far you take Zone Z, man. So, like, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. I'm not going to delete that out from
0: the record. I'm just kidding.
1: Keep oh, yeah, you keep it. it. You better keep yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, That's you better the, keep, let's keep the, it. Let's
0: let's say uh, organic. Yes, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And see you guys next time. Bye-bye.